on this episode of Why Watch That. Horror. Yeah, not horror. <laughs> I say you horror. You Midwesterners. Horror. I know. It's but it's, it's also horrible. <laughs> Horrible, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Well, Vani Curtis Hall is there. I will cherish this experience for the rest of my life. Okay, that's Vani. Candyman, Candyman. Oh, don't. Oh, well, you're not looking at a mirror, so that's okay. I'm not, but I am looking at a camera, so I can see myself. Uh, I was going to say murderer, but that's a little too... In this kind of <laughs> this kind of terror, you know, striking the projects. And from this hole comes a piece of candy. Bloop, bloop, bloop. It goes. Don't take it. Then he sees something in the hole. Oh lord. Ah! Oh, you're terrible. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch that. Critic? Yes. Critic! What? Have you heard? We just got a buy me a coffee page. Uh -oh. <laughs> What's that? Boy, come on. It's a place where listeners can support our work for as little as $5. $5. Pretty much the price of a coffee. I don't drink no coffee. What you talking about? Well, you don't drink anything but water <laughs> and eat raw potatoes. But... <laughs> I guess they can buy you a popcorn. How about that? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> well, everyone, look, visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that to support our work or purchase our valuable resources. Yeah, you know what? We just added the TV trackers to help you curate a collection of shows you'll love to watch. So find this and more ways to support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that. So, Critic, are you going to buy me a coffee? Maybe. A Why Watch That First Look. Well, well, you know what? It's been a little bit. Mm. We have not been in hiding. There's a lot happening to Why Watch That. Just FYI, we'll get into that maybe at some later time. But we did want to sneak in and talk about some, some sneak peek, a sneak peek and a first look that we have that you can currently partake in for one and very, very soon for the other. So let's dive right in and talk about The Night House, which is our first um, movie that we're going to talk about. It is a first look because it is out. Currently, um, you can figure out how to see that in the theater. I have a feeling this is one of those movies that we'll be able to soon access. Um, pretty quickly on demand. So mm -hmm. just, you know, relax a little bit and let's talk about the fact that David Bruckner directed this and it was written by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. Piotrowski. Um, it stars Rebecca Hall. And <laughs> we love her because she kind of, she's one of those artists who dips in and out of acting and directing. She did that one. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, passing, 
yes, passing, which was mm-hmm. a super interesting. And she has her own story. And so all of that, that was interesting to see her her directing with that. Sarah Goldberg is also in it. Bondi Curtis Hall, um, you know, Stacey Martin, uh, on and on with people. This is a horror, as I can't say it the way you do it, horror, horror. It's, it's no, very it's East horror. horror. You're not horror. <laughs> I say you horror. You Westerners. Horror. I know. It's, but it's, it's also horrible. It's horrible, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You go ahead and move to the Midwest one day. You'll, you'll be a... Uh, but it's also it's also a thriller. So this isn't just, you know, slashing, you know, through all everything. We've got something happening here. And here's the deal. This is in the theaters right now. And it came out August 20th. And as of taping, that's been some time. So do we run to the theaters to see this? Or is this something, especially if it's a thriller, horror, <laughs> it's it's one of those then maybe it's something we could enjoy at home at a later time exactly um well let's come to that last of course so this is what's going on rebecca because you rolled the r <laughs> plays a widow she's recently widowed and she has to come to grips with that can she will she does it even phase her and she works as a teacher. You know, I think it's like high school. And we see an encounter between her and one of her students' mothers. The mother oh, comes dear. in and she goes all out, non plus. That's what oh, happens oh. here. So what is that Translation, exchange Translation, like? please. Oh, you know, it just this is a joke from <laughs> Devil Wears Prada when uh, Simon says to um, Ed, and Hathaway and, about the boyfriend. The boyfriend don't flew. No, no more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no more in French. <laughs> okay. So we go, ooh, okay. Like she will check you with what happened. What happened to the husband is the question. Now she has friends. They work at the school with her, uh, one of whom is played by Sarah Goldberg. And Sarah's really concerned about her because when she starts to detail what happened to her husband, the way she's doing it and the story behind it is disturbing for everyone involved. Does Rebecca seem disturbed? I won't tell you. Now, at home, she's in the home where, you know, that she bought with her husband. They built it up and she's alone. And she starts to hear things and see things. Messages come to her at night. Is she dreaming? Is it a figment of her imagination? Is there a ghost? Is it her husband? What's going on? There's something that happened to her in her past that's tied into this. Is it tied into her husband's death? I can't tell you. Now, there is somebody. Of course it is. Well, I, you know, I like to posit questions. It doesn't mean it's going to come to fruition. No, right. Now, th- she lives by a lake, by the way. This is, you know, nice living. And one of the neighbors who's very close and was close to her, was close to her husband, is played by Vondi Curtis Hall. Yes. Moral of the story, don't live by lakes. That's where- <laughs> <laughs> Just don't do it. Well, Vondi Curtis Hall is there. I will cherish this experience for the rest of my life. Okay, that's Vondi. So Vondi is like, hey, you okay? She's seeing things. She checks in with him to see if he's seeing it as well. And the question is, why is Vondi Curtis Hall in this movie? What does he know? 
What is he involved in? So all of this starts to come to a head. We figure out the truth of the situation with her. And the question is, what state will she be in at the end of the night house? Uh-oh. Now, when I was watching this, I was like, okay, indie horror movie. <laughs> That's what I was thinking to myself. You know, it's like liked A24. Liked neon where you know people could access it that kind of thing but it's not you know your normal horror movie folks this is atmospheric now what does atmospheric mean you know critics use this people in the know use this and normal people are like what do y'all what is atmospheric here's what it means everybody amy's is not straightforward and it's slow that's atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. this movie. It's like the atmospheric counterpoint to the invisible man. Yeah. Uh, mm. The recent uh, with the. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. From, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. So should you see it in a theater? I, you don't have to. I mean, if you are an atmospheric person, maybe. Otherwise, could you just check it out if it pops up on your television? Yeah, and see how far you get. I didn't mind it. It wasn't bad, but it didn't draw me in. It didn't scare me or anything like that. I've seen this kind of thing before. Well, speaking of seeing this kind of thing before. Oh, why watch that sneak peek? We have, I don't know what to call it. Is it a reboot? Is it a a sequel? Is it a prequel sequel? You're going to get into those details. A prequel sequel. I like that. Yes. Candyman. Candyman. Oh, don't. Well, you're not looking at a mirror, so that's okay. I'm not, but I am looking at a camera so I can see myself. Mm -hmm. So. I don't um, know that that counts. See, that's a good question. I like that. Is it? Mm -hmm. Um, That is a movie. If you remember back in the 80s, 90s, there was the same uh, the movie of the same title. Yes. That spooked the crap out of everybody. Tony it Todd. It really, really, really was a disturbing movie when you see a, a hive of bees come out of somebody's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but anyway, it really did. It took the industry by storm because it was, you know, marketed as an urban, uh, and I had quotes going, an yeah. urban. That's what um, they called it back then, urban. They, mm-hmm. Urban horror film <laughs> and you know it, it it became a cult classic is what yes. happened it became a cult classic because we have not seen this kind of uh uh i was gonna say murderer but that's a little too murderer. this kind of <laughs> this kind of terror you know striking the projects yeah so um when this comes to us well first of all it's gonna come to you all and us on the 27th of August. So that's just right around the corner. I mean, boy, either you're going to listen to this and it's available that day or the day before. So it really is one of those movies that they're hoping to get you into the seats. Mm-hmm. And by they, I mean uh, Nia uh, DaCosta. And we know who that is. Um, and by they, I also mean Jordan Peele. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh, but he's not alone. Uh, when Rosenfeld wrote with him and then Nia wrote on top of them um, and 
yeah. you've got Candyman. And of course, it's coming to us from Universal, which Jordan Peele, I believe, has an overall with and, and really, you know, Bloomhouse um, is under that. So they really love to get us into those seats. And the question is, with this cast, which we have a very familiar lead uh, coming to us, and I'm going to butcher that poor man's name, but I'm going to say Yaha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Yaya. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yaya Abdul Mateen, the second, who we know from Watchmen. Yes. Emmy Award. I didn't say it right. Emmy Award winning. Mm. Yaha. And Trial of Chicago Mateen. 7. So he really is hot fire right now. Mm. Um, Tayana Paris, along with Nathan Stewart Jarrett and Coleman Domingo. <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to be interesting. Yes are all in it. Now, the cast isn't, like, overtly well-known, but neither really was the first Candyman. So the question then becomes this. It's brilliant, because you're going to get all the Gen Xers out. They want to see this again. Mm -hmm. Then you've got this young, fresh cast, and you may get some Gen... The Millennials may come out. Yeah. Maybe some Gen Zers, possibly... Is this something that we're going to brave the elements to go see? Wow. I like how you posited that because the characters in here, they are millennials. They are Generation Z. So that'll pull them in, which is not too far from Gen X. Um, You know, I'm in an interesting position. I'm like the last year of Gen X uh, for most sociologists. It's very strange. So I remember watching the original Candyman and looking at the mirror in the bathroom and going, don't say a word. I wouldn't say it. I still don't say it. (laughs) Say nothing in front of the mirror. It's like Beetlejuice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It sure is. So I remember being spooked out of my mind watching Tony Todd as Candyman, Virginia Madsen. Very interesting what they were doing with the people who were involved I in that say, movie. Uh, it, the characters. It was, put it this way, it was early, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and look, they pull her back into this movie. Yes, they do. Not, oh. not current Virginia from the past. So they do the prequel, sequel thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So this is a continuation of that. Uh, we've shuttled forward, of course, in time to 2019. Now, before we get to that, early on, we see in the 70s at Cabrini Green, a young kid. In Chicago. You know, for the, in, in, you know, in Chicago. You know these Gen Z, because it's oh, gone. My goodness. Basically, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's come back to that. Thank you. Very good. So, his mom is like, go do laundry, fool. So he has to walk out. You know, it's the Who projects. Is he? Just some, some kid? Just a, a kid. He has to walk out to go do the laundry. The cops are sitting outside. Why? And he goes into the building, and there's a hole in the wall. And from this hole comes a piece of candy. Bleep, bleep, bleep. It goes. Don't take it. Then he sees something in the hole. Oh, Lord. Ah! Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> you're terrible. The cops come running because they're looking for a suspect. And this suspect has been harming, killing children. Oh, that's terrible. Do they get their man? What happens to this young boy as a result? Shuttle forward from 77 
to 2019. Like you said, Raph, Cabrini Green, the project's non plus. There we go again. There you go. In its place, you know, it's been gentrified. I mean, hey, it's swanky, as the old folks would say. Swank. Okay. And we are introduced to an artist and his girlfriend. They live together who's a gallery director. The artist is Tony, played by Yaya. The gallery director, Brianna, is played by Tiana. And boy, oh boy, are they living it up in Chicago, formerly Cabrini Green. I'm telling you that. The windows alone are enough for whatever they paint. Hmm. Now, we're introduced to them via the eyes of Brianna's brother. Mm. So the brother, he has a new boyfriend. He wants to bring the boyfriend to meet his sister. And they come and have dinner and all of that. And they're having a good time. And the brother decides to tell a scary story. Of course. Why is it always a weird family member to tell Mm -hmm. the scary story? Mm -hmm. Now, the reason he does it is to change the subject. You'll see what that is. Okay, let me tell you a scary story. He dims the lights. He puts on the candles. And what story does he tell them? Candyman story. Uh, Well, I don't know. I didn't say. So you will see. But this leads to a certain curiosity because Tony hasn't been creating work for a long time. It's been Brianna who's been bringing in the bread. Mm. But he gets inspired. And he finds out about Candyman because he goes to visit the local neighborhood and meets a man played by Coleman Domingo. Now, if you meet, (laughs) if Coleman Domingo's telling you a story to scary, run. (laughs) Please. They're in the laundromat. I mean, get out of there. Him or Keith David or David Keith. I can never remember which order. Keith David. David. (laughs) They tell you a story. You better get all out of there. (laughs) Keith David, infamously from Requiem for for a Dream. I mean, (laughs) come on. on. Either David Keith or Keith David. (laughs) Either of them tell you a story. Oh, so Coleman it. is there. And what I love about Coleman is if you don't know Coleman's work, everybody, he's a stage actor. Yeah. And sometimes when he's talking. And a playwright. Can, and a playwright. Yeah. But sometimes when he's talking, you can hear the stage diction. I love it. I, this is, I won't tell you when. Just look for it. There's a passage when he's like, I will master these words. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it. So he tells Tony about the legend of Candyman. And this inspires Tony to come up with a new exhibit. He needs it. I mean, because, you know, the guy who uh, found him and put him in into an exhibit right out of graduate school is like, where's the work? You're the only one not showing me. Get it together. You can't just run off of your girlfriend. So this piece he comes up with is attached to Candyman. How is it received? There's a little critic who comes in. How does what does she think about it? And all of this is about gentrification, of course. So what they've done is taken the Candyman legend and made it now, made it woke, made it all of that kind of stuff. Okay, it's comments on police brutality and gentrification. But beyond that, what it is, they're trying to reclaim that gentrification narrative. So what's the pain that leads to it? What's the pain that's underneath it? And what are the pain or the things that are painful that come as a result of it? Is this a horror film or is this a document? What is what's happening? Well, as a result of this, people say Candyman five times in mirrors. Oh, no. What happens there? 
I mean, when he first goes to uh, the place where the Candyman was, he gets stung by a bee. Mm. Mm. Okay. We see bees all over the place. So, it's yeah, not Beyonce. It is not. No, it's not the beehive. <laughs> you don't, Look, we know the beehive. Don't say nothing about Beyonce. They will sting you, but not like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Not like this. Not <laughs> like this. <laughs> Think about that like three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> so this is that's a good question though, ref, because this reclamation of that, it was stale to me. Mm. Stale. Uh now they are referencing Virginia Madsen from the first film, of course, because she got all this attention because she was a white woman. Now or is that still the case? There's this whole thing going on. The, the whole moment we're in now. And they, I just saw they did a survey on this, uh, the TV industry, people outside of it. How are they receiving wokeness, essentially? Do you think Mm -hmm. that TV is too woke? Do we think movies are too woke? I would say this, and I've always said it. If you're going to do something important, you can't forget strong storytelling. The story is first. I'm over it. Where are the scares? This wasn't scary. The pacing. Pick it up. I mean, it's an hour and a half about, but still pick it up. And it's supposed to be entertainment. You need to let it speak for itself instead of teaching. There's a moment when they literally teach you the history. I'm like, okay. You know, before the scary story, that whole thing, that whole scene. I'm like, all right. And then throughout the movie, the more you teach, the less profound it becomes. The viewer needs room to think and breathe on their own without your directions. Now, aesthetically, I liked a lot of the choices. Okay, so Nia directed Little Woods before an indie movie with Tessa Thompson. So, you know, she has a certain sensibility. Uh, The aesthetics, I didn't mind, even when sometimes there's like this, uh, they illustrate certain things in an interesting way. So those choices I thought were cool. There's some technical skill here. It is smooth. Like it's Mm -hmm. a smooth presentation. The performances for the most part were smooth as well. And I think for the writing, the dialogue could be troubling because of the teaching part of it. But the best idea they had was the incorporation of a black artist who now lives amidst the trappings of privilege in a revitalized Cabrini Green Mm -hmm. and his obsession with the Candyman legend. You'll see what comes of that. And there's something going on in his background and in Brianna's background mm-hmm. that comes to Earth. So I think that could have been mined more to anchor this film without the didactism. Oh, that's and a, without you, falling, now you're teaching. Well, <laughs> and without falling off a cliff at the end. So look, here's the point, and I'm done. Horror films need to be scary or fun or both. Or what's the point? So would I go to see this in a theater? I would not. I would not. The first one to me scared me out of my skin. Oh, yeah. Everybody. everybody. Yeah. This did not. Um, but it is polished. The, the thing I was thinking, Ref, to answer this question was, if you were in a theater of people, would it, like, enhance the experience? Yes. I don't know. There's just too much of the, ooh, we're going to be profound and make points instead of just scaring the people out of their pants. Like, come on. You've got to do that first. Is it bad? I wouldn't call it bad. 
I would say it's mediocre. Okay. Well, these this is something that you can see starting August 27th in the theaters right now. That's the only way to see it. And remember, this is coming to us from Universal. So it isn't like um, HBO Max where they simultaneously release it on you know, you're not going to be able to see this on Peacock right now. Right. Um, eventually, I'm sure, but not right now. The original is on Peacock. The original. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I obviously I avoided the question, who is Candyman now? But yeah. we won't we won't go into and that. Maybe there's more than one. Maybe there's more than one. I knew you wouldn't give us a lot to to chew on, but the night house is something that you, is currently in the theaters. And we have a feeling that probably will be available wide um, on demand soon, but you have to go to the theater to see the night house and candy, candy man. <laughs> Thanks for listening for additional resources. Visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.